0: I was going to measure this morning on, uh, actually, part of it is on angels, but um, if I entitled this message, I would entitle it, The Battle Is Not Yours. And so, we're reading in Ephesians, the sixth chapter this morning, verse 12 For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Now, how many has been trying to get somebody to change? You know you ain't going to change them. So we, gotta, we got to uh, find out how we can uh, get things that we won't change, change. And we're going to look at it this morning. For we do not wrestle against uh, Ed and Fred and Mary and all that, but, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Prayer will change what you control. Prayer will not change what someone else controls. You can't, you can't force your will on someone else to change. You can only change what concerns you. So then it would behoove us then, if we wanted someone to really change... How to get them to change? Well, I've shared with you many times about the Ephesian prayer, where we pray that their eyes be open to what the Word says. I mean, that's how we can pray. You know, we got a problem with John or whatever. Uh, I pray, Lord, open his eyes that he can see what what's going on, that he can have a spiritual insight into things. And so many times we get. Um, where we want to fight a battle in the flesh the bible says in psalms 46:10 be still and shut up and know that i'm god <laughs> well i added a little bit to that but that's basically what it is you know just, just just let god do it so many times we want to make it happen i can't force you to do anything You know, but I I know this, that there's things in the heavenlies, in the spiritual realm, and that's how we need to get in and contact the spiritual part of it, in the spiritual realm. Now, so now I know that some of you may not do that, but I believe in angels. I believe in angels and demons. I believe there's people demon-possessed. I have met some of them. I've had some of them in the church. There is no question that they, they're influenced by demonic forces. I believe that. And I've met people that I believe that was actually led by angelic forces. That they just that, that there was something. I believe that now, you, you may not believe this this morning. That's fine. You don't have to. But I've experienced it in my lifetime that I believe there's angels was assigned to me and my wife. When we lived on a mission field, in, in, in a hellion country, and that God protected us so much there, and I believe there was angels there that protected. Can I tell you a little story that's true? In 1996, now they aren't here today, but Deborah and Mike was with us in Panama, Central America. I picked them up at the airport. One day, and we're driving back to Boquete where we lived, and it's at night. It's done getting dark, and it's night on the road from Panama City to Boquete. Is only one road through Panama, and that's the Pan-American Highway. One road, and so out of that highway was the road that you took to get to to Boquete. Well, we worked at a place called San Felix. Which was a mountain, a mountain area, so I was a little familiar with the area, and so but we 're driving, and i 'm tired, and uh, i 'm wanting to get home, I'm wanting to get out of the car with Deborah <laughs> don 't y'all tell her I said that now, <laughs> but it 's at night, bless her heart. They were a blessing to us. But it's at night, and we're driving on a Pan-American highway, two-lane road. Now, Brother Rick knows where the highway is, right? You were there? So you know it's a two-lane highway. And so it's at night, and we're going up the mountain at San Felix, and it's a straight mountain up like this, the highway. I'm behind a tractor-trailer, and, of course, he just very slowly going up the highway. I'm wanting to get home. And it's at night, and I pull out on the mountain, out behind this tractor-trailer to pass him. Coming over the mountain is another tractor-trailer. I've got nowhere to go. I pull off to the side of the road, And that tractor-trailer comes by, and I move on. I didn't think much about it. The next morning, I told Enrique, our friend that we lived with there and was our interpreter. I said, Enrique, I said, I was coming up San Felix last night. And I said, uh, man, I'll tell you, I said, I I passed this tractor-trailer on uh, San Felix Mountain. He said, oh, my God, you don't mean you did that. You never pass on that mountain. I said, well, I, I, I passed him, and I pulled off to the edge of the road. He said, Brother Herbie, there's no edge of the road. He said, that mountain is a sheer cliff. He said, there's no, there's no way to pull off. I said, Enrique, I pulled off to the side of the road. He said, there's no way that you pulled off the side of that road. He said, get in, get in my car, I'm going to show you. We drove back about an hour back. And he, and he said, here's where you went off. Where I went off and moved the car around this tractor trailer was a straight sheer cliff about a thousand, looked like about a thousand feet straight down. There's impossibility, it was impossible that I got around the truck and, and, and was here today. You cannot tell me. You, you, you can do anything you want to tell me. You can say this, that, or whatever. I'm telling you that there was an angel of God that stayed my truck and, and, and held it up until that thing passed and I got by. Then I got scared. But you can't tell me that and, and I personally believe this. I'm going to tell you a couple other little stories. But uh, I personally believe this, that I have a guardian angel uh, uh, assigned to, to me. But I'm going to tell you there's two types of angels. There's a guardian angel that will protect you. And then there are gartering angels. Garter. Gartering angels. These are angels that are dispatched to garter or bring forth to you things that you're believing for. Guardian angels that guard and protect you and gartering angels that you can send out and dispatch to bring forth to you. So how do we pray for things that we don't have yet? I can dispatch. I say, I'm going to send my gartering angel out to bring that to me. Well, how does that operate? It only operates if you're following God. You can't dispatch an angel. now. Does anybody understand what I'm saying? You cannot dispatch an angel if you're not a born-again child of God because they're not assigned to you. Am I helping you? But if, if I'm a born-again child of God, I have a right to be able to dispatch angels to bring it to me. Now, but that angel is not going to override your will. In other words, if, 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 if you're anti-God, anti-anything with God, that angel angel's not going to dispatch angels. Miracles for me through you, I can't demand something happen to you or for you if you're not lined up with the word you understand what I'm saying so that's why it's important to get in the word and then we i believe that we have these that that we can dispatch you know uh, i was in um, I was in Jamaica uh, doing a revival my little bride was there. And the first night of the revival, now Brother Fairweather didn't tell me this, but I'm preaching a week revival in this little town. I didn't know this. He tells me after this happens that this town is controlled. It is coven's of witches in this town, and it's one street into this town, one road in. After the fact, he tells me, he said, now, Brother Herb, I didn't tell you because I figured you wouldn't go. Well, it didn't bother me. You understand, I'm a devil-kicking preacher. So it don't bother me. The devil don't bother me. I'm not scared of the devil because I know what's in me is greater than what's in him. So it don't bother me. But he said, I, then after the fact, he tells me. So we go to this revival. We get up and there's a guy outside that is demonic uh, uh, influenced. He's got a switchblade knife. He's standing out in front of the church, and as the people come into the church, he's doing all this kind of stuff. Well, I didn't know that p- people got into church, and they, I thought, what is wrong with these people? It's like the musicians couldn't play. I mean, they, I mean, they, they're way off. I get up to preach. My feet are like stuck to the floor. It's like something has gotten me. I can't move. And I thought, what is going on here? This guy's out front with that knife. I said, oh, my God, it's, it, it, it's a demonic spirit. It's a demonic spirit in this place. Well, I, we keep going on. And we, maybe what, I don't know, Thirty minutes into the service, maybe or something—I don't remember. Anyway, about thirty minutes into the service, I, I said, I, "I said, let me let me stop everything. We're going home tonight. No more service. We're going home tonight." And I said, "But I can tell you this: when I come back tomorrow night, I'll be ready tomorrow night. I wasn't ready tonight." See, let me tell you something. You gotta get ready for a fight. Let me tell you something, my friend. We're, we're in a war in this country. Let me tell you something. We're in a hell of a fix in this country right now. It's time to you. let me tell you something. The, the Christians better get some righteous in the nation and start standing up, bless God. Because we're in trouble in this country. So you gotta get, you, 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 you gotta get fired up. And so, I went back, I went back to the, where we were living. I started praying in the Holy Ghost. Does anybody know what that is? Well, some, some of you don't know what that is. I said, I prayed in the Spirit. And I fasted that day. And I prayed in the Holy Ghost. All day, bless God. So the next night, we go back to the revival. We go back. The same little guys out there. He's got his switchblade knife. Huh? Okay, machete. I don't know. I thought it was a switchblade knife. But, uh, uh, well, that tells you right there, the machete didn't bother me because I thought it was little. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, the guys out there, you know what I do? Now, you understand I'm prayed up. I've done shunda kasanama kasoto. I'm done, I'm done prayed in the Holy Ghost, bless God. Well, they get, they get ready and they are gonna start singing. I walk out to the front of the church and I got my Bible and I said, in the name of Jesus, I curse you in the name of Jesus and I command you to get out of here right now in the name of the Jesus and move away from here. Well, let me tell you what. Happened. We had church, bless God. And you know what happened? That's what needs to happen in the churches of America, bless God. We need to have preachers that got enough fire about them, bless God, that they'll stand up and tell the truth and tell the devil where to go. But no, we want a miles to mealy mouth around. Well, you know, uh, uh, you know, we shouldn't act that way. No, I'm going to tell you something. You need to act like you got something. And let me tell you something. The Bible says, Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. So we have got something, bless God. Well, I done got way off. Over in 2 Kings, we're talking about, I'm talking about um, angels. Now, I want to tell you something, and I told you there's two types of angels, a guarding angel and a guarding angel to bring it forth. Now, for the sake of time, I'm going to have to cut this, cut this a little short here. But in 2 Kings, we see that Elisha is uh, uh, with his servant on the mountaintop in 2 Kings 15th chapter, and uh, they are surrounded. And the Bible says, "When the servant of God, verse 15, arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. and his servant said to him, I lost my master. What shall we do? I've been to a lot of, a lot of times, and I'm wondering, have you ever been where uh, have you ever been called in a situation and you just say, I, I don't know what to do?" Well, wouldn't it be a whole lot better just turn it over to somebody that does know what to do? Yeah. So I, just, I put it in God's hands. I can't there's things that you'll never do in the natural. There's never things that you can never do in the flesh, but you just have to turn it over and say, God, you be God. I'm going to be still, shut up, and watch you move. That's exactly what what it amounts to. Now the servant comes back and he and, and here's what Elijah said. So he answered and said, Do not fear. Oh my God, this will make a mummy shout right here. Now look here. He said, here's what Elijah told him. Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Can you imagine what the servant must have thought? I have just looked outside the mountain, and we are surrounded, brother. And you telling me? There's me and you, and there's more for us than it is for them. You're seeing something that I ain't seeing. So Elijah prayed, what he said here that he prayed that his eyes be open. What was he praying? What do you mean his eyes be open? My God, he just saw them. The servant just came back. He just saw the army. So then Elijah said, now, Lord, I prayed his eyes be open. What's he talking about? He just saw him. He's praying that he opens his spiritual eyes to see who was with them. And so here's what he said here. And he said, I pray that you open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man in the spirit. And behold, look what he said. And behold, the mountain was full of chariots and horses and fire all around Elisha. So there's more for you than it is against you. I like this. The enemy that I look at today, I'm not going to see tomorrow. The lack, the money that I don't have today, I'm going to get tomorrow. The healing that I need today, I claim it today. I'm not waiting on my healing tomorrow. I'm believing that God has sent forth healing for my body. I saw something this morning that blowed my mind. There's some some guy in Taiwan that's supposed to be some kind of scientist. And he says, I believe, he's done some kind of research, and he said, I believe that it is possible for the human being to live between 120 and 150 years. Your reaction is the same as mine. I put it like this. Who in the hell wants to live here for 150 years and put up with all the hell that we put up with? I think, brother, let me tell you something. I, 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 I think I'm going to let you all have it. i tell, I tell you that. Because I know that there's a place laid up for me that's better than this. Because the Bible tells me that there's a place laid up uh, where the canker worm don't operate. And that the silver and gold in the streets are paved with silver and gold. And we'll have everlasting peace. Can you can you think of that, that there's some, going to be some day when you're not going to have any problems? Do you understand the Revelation 21 chapter says there's a place that we're going and there's no more sickness, there's no more sorrow, there's no more crying. We're going to get there and we're going to live forever. Yeah. Now, I know there's probably people who don't want to live forever with me, but you ain't going to have no choice. You got, you, you, you're going to have to. And I'll probably, I'll tell you what, I'll have more freedom in heaven. I'll probably be crazier in heaven than I am down here. But anyway, but anyway, he said, look, he said, there's more for you. Than, let me tell you something this morning, honey. How many in here has got a problem? Well, we got one or two. so all got, all got some kind of problem. Do you understand? I know the problem solver. And I know that if you hook up with God, there's going to be more for you than it is against you. I know that. Now he said here that, and a young man saw all that God had prepared for them. Now, real quickly here, I know that we got to get to, uh, hardies. Over in Daniel, I love this story about Daniel. And so in Daniel, the 10th chapter, the Bible says here in verse 2, In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. In other words, he was on a fast. He said, I ate no pleasant food. No meat or wine came into my mouth nor that I anoint myself at all. You know, I've thought about that lots of times. You know, I'm kind of a crazy guy, and I thought about that. It says now, I can understand that he was on a fast and he ate no food. He just ate vegetables. Really, the Daniel fast like vegetables and stuff like that. But one thing I got with it, he said, I didn't anoint myself. I said, I mean, you didn't take a bath for 21 days? No wonder nobody wanting to be around him. But he says what 's that he says i didn't i, I didn 't clean up for twenty one days, but anyway here 's what happened but Daniel is praying, and as Daniel is praying for an answer, so many times I shared with the group Wednesday night uh, about prayer and fasting there 's things that only through prayer and fasting that they come out now you know uh, we we started this several weeks ago putting your prayer request in this basket and we're believing God, we put in here, we pray over them every week. If you got a prayer request this morning, put it in the basket, don't sign your name to it and we're believing God and we pray over them that there's going to be an answer. But there's times that prayer and fasting is what generates the move uh, the, the move of God. So many times we take back and just start praying and believing. I'm believing for things now, but like I said, I got things that I'm believing for that I can't force on somebody else to do. But I can pray that there be angels come and and, and they'll see the the, the that the, their eyes of understanding will be open. Now there's people that I must be honest with you. I, I, I've got we, we we've been here started years ago with just me and my little wife, and I've had people here in, in these twenty-something years in this church. I'm gonna be honest with you. I've dealt with people here here in the church. I just be honest with you. I just want to knock the hell out of them. That's how they irritate me. That's yeah. I got one amen right there. Now, don't y'all sit there and look at me like that, because you're doing. there's people that y'all thought about you'd like to knock the hell out of, too. But, you know, we can't do that. I mean, you know, we've got to walk in love. But I can tell you this, you can walk in love, but you don't have to have them walking over you. There's one thing to walk in love. There's another thing to let them abuse you. Well, you know, now now Brother Herm, now you know you need to walk in love and 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 and, and uh act like you're a preacher. Well, I walk in love, but I I I am in the flesh too. Now I try to get in the spirit on Sunday morning. But there's other there's other there's other times, brother, that uh I, I I can get right. So don't push the wrong button. What? <laughs> Sit down before I knock you down. <laughs> you see what I put up with right here? I'm going to tell you something. You don't think he'll try you? Bob knows when uh, he, he tells my daughter. You know he, he he gets on my last nerve, and he knows that I'm real close to knocking him out. And he tells my daughter. He said he told my daughter uh, several times that I know the sergeant's coming out in your daddy, and it'd be better if I get on to Galton. I say you exactly right. There's one way to Galton, and you better get there. But anyway, but you've got to love him, you know. Now he's done got off what I was going to say. I don't even know where I was at. In Hebrews, but anyway, in Daniel, but he's praying. And an angel come to Daniel. And his name was Gabriel. There's two angels primarily in the Bible. Gabriel is a messenger, and Michael was a warrior. Gabriel and Michael. Daniel is praying. God sends Gabriel with a message. And here's what I want you to get today. Some of you in here praying for something you had not seen yet. But look what he said. He sent Gabriel to him. And said, Daniel, 21 days ago, when you set your heart toward the Lord. 21 days ago, when you started fasting. 21 days ago, when you were believing for an answer. I sent the answer to you. But there was a spiritual war in heaven. And and Michael, the warrior came and helped me break through. And he said, now there's a great war in heaven. And now I gave the answer to you. Twenty-one days ago, God answered your prayer. Some of you right now today have got prayers out there that's already been answered. But the devil has tried to steal and keep it from you. I'm telling you, listen to me this morning, honey. The answer... Is on the way. If you'll hook up. And serve God. And believe God. It might be on the 19th day. But the answer is coming. If you're faithful to God. And he said. Now I'm going back to help Michael. In the war in heaven. So things that you're praying for. God has already answered. A lot of your prayers. So what are we doing? We're going to say, Now, Lord, I know that you heard my prayer. I'm expecting to get the answer. Well, it may be healing. He said, Lord, I'm praying for this healing. I'm believing for this healing. I need this healing. God said, I've already sent the answer. Now, what I want you to do is start praising me. And you'll see the answer. But when we hook up with God... And turn our life over to God. We are a candidate for a miracle. When we give God all of us. You can't get all of God. Until you give God all of you. But when we give God all of ourselves. You are a candidate for a miracle. Boy right here. Twelve years ago, pronounced dead, terminal cancer. Twelve years ago, I remember when the little girl come to church. You don't remember that. I remember when his little wife come to church. He's dying. He's in the hospital dying. He's got six months to live. I remember you stood right over on the side of that wall right there. Roger's in the hospital. His little wife comes. She stands right there. I remember when the power of God knocked you down clean back to that door right there. And he's here today. Why? Because she believed. He couldn't believe. He was knocked out. He's dying. But someone believed for him. There's things that you can appropriate in, in your life when you start believing for other people. See, when you start believing for other people, God will start blessing you. So many times it was, just, it was just me and my house, me and my four, no more. But no, we need to pray for everybody. We're going to have prayer this morning. I'm telling you that in the heavenlies this morning, God is appropriating miracles right now. It wasn't by some accident that you came this morning. See, there's many people that need to get, into, get, get in the presence of God. You know where they're? They're out somewhere this morning doing whatever they do. God wants to do tremendous miracles in our lives. You know, I I, I think most of y'all know that. Do do you think that there was not? Do you think that I not believe that there must have been an angel that took me out of that morgue? Three days in a morgue and that I'm here today. Do you think you can tell me that God didn't have somebody that brought me up out of that death morgue? Three days late, but he was always on time. Amen. And I think it—it it, it just had to be favor and God's presence in my life. And He'd do the same for you, because the Bible said He's no respecter of persons. What He's done for one, He'll do for another. Roy, play, y'all play me something here this morning, and I'm gonna ask you ever. One stand, if you will.